Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It is Thanksgiving week. It is rivalry week in college football and elsewhere. And right in our backyard, we have the resumption of one of the most popular rivalries our state has ever seen. This time, it's UNC traveling to NC State. Saturday, 3.30, ESPNU will be there with the big tailgate tour. He is now in his sixth year as the head coach of the Tar Heels. Larry Fedora, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Besides the turkey itself, what food would you miss the most if it were not there on Thursday? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about uh, I, uh, the stuffing. And in the Fedora household in Texas growing up, was it always stuffing or was dressing also a word? Nah, it was really dressing is what it is. That's, that's, that's the correct word in my household. At dessert, are you going pumpkin pie, or are you going like healthy dessert to keep that physique as, as strong as possible? Oh, no, I'll, I'll eat whatever pies are there, I, I, but I do like pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie either way. If you're not allowed to say good health or family or friends, what would you say you're most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Getting the opportunity uh, to coach uh, the players here at the University of North Carolina. Larry Fedora joining us on the David Glenn Show. I, I would just suggest party at Fedora's house, but with a football team, I don't think that's possible, like 100-plus players and coaches. How do you all handle it as you're preparing for NC State when uh, it is sort of a family event, but uh, it's, it's not as easy as party at Fedora's house? No, it's not. You've got, uh, you've got some kids that, are, that live close enough where they're going to be able to be around their families. You've got some that aren't. And so, you know, we make sure that they're taken care of. They're either uh, at the, their position coach's house or, or my house or, or they're at uh, some of their friends' house, you know, some of the, player, the other players' houses that are close. And then we have uh, a lot of the families that will come here that will, you know, already get here for the game so they'll be able to spend Thanksgiving with the players. You shared a lot about yourself in your six years in Chapel Hill but I learned something new earlier this year. You have a daily mantra that goes back about two decades. Every single day you say, it's going to be a great day. I cannot fail. I can only learn and grow. This is a Fedora original, right? It's not like that scripture or, or some famous saying from somebody else. No, not that I know of. It's just something that, uh, that I started saying back in uh, about the mid-'90s. And, and, you know, at one point I'd written it down and put it on my mirror and said it every day, and now it's just it's become a habit. It's, it's uh, how I start my day. It's kind of how I set my mind for the day. You're always a high-energy and seemingly positive, optimistic guy. Was it a bad event that caused you to adopt that mantra two decades ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at uh, was in my first college job, and uh, our head coach got fired, and I didn't have a job. So, uh, you know, I was looking for a job, and when I got a job at the Air Force Academy, I just decided that I was going to uh, – you know, attack each day with uh, with a certain mindset. No matter what happened, I was going to set my mind to be positive, and uh, you know, good things were going to happen one way or the other. Larry Fedora joining us. He's on Twitter at Coach Fedora. He's in Raleigh this Saturday. Tar Heels at Wolfpack, 3:30 ESPNU. This is your first regular se losing regular season in 10 years as a head coach, combining your four at Southern Miss and your six here at Carolina. On the outside, Coach, we see two things. Loss of a lot of players to the NFL from last year's team and as many injuries as we've ever seen for a college football team. What do you see from the inside to explain 3-8? and eight? 
Well, I'm not going to make any excuses for any of it. It's it's my responsibility to uh, put uh, 11 guys out on that field and then put them in a position to, to win football games. And so, you know, unfortunately, I haven't done a good enough job of uh, putting them in a position. And I think, uh, you know, one, with a lot of young players that are playing, I, I, I do see things that are very positive uh, for the future. I see guys that have gotten a lot of reps that probably wouldn't have gotten reps under the circumstances, but they've gotten reps and they've gotten better as the season going on has gone on and we've gotten uh we've gotten better as a football team so you know i think i'm excited about where we're going you've won two straight over Pitt and western carolina some would say it's just lesser competition what do you see from the inside that suggests it's not just the competition but your tar heels are doing a lot of things better now than they were before well, we've learned from the mistakes that we were making earlier. Like I said, the young guys have become more comfortable. We're taking care of the football much better. And if you if you take care of the football, you give yourself a chance to win a football game. And it doesn't matter who you play. If you turn the ball over, you're going to have a hard time winning games. Growing up in Texas, I'm sure you saw or experienced or maybe played in some great high school and college rivalries. If we take UNC, NC State off the table, you're not allowed to give us that answer. What was that best college football rivalry that you either experienced as a fan or as a player or as a coach? Because off the top of my head, I know you were involved in Florida, Georgia. I know you were involved in Oklahoma State against Oklahoma. And being from Texas, there's probably a much longer list than that. Yeah, they're they're all great rivalries. I mean, growing up, uh, you know, going to the uh, Texas A&M and Texas game, yeah. you know, which is no longer. But uh, I mean, and then participating in a bunch of different rivalry games throughout the years. I mean, it's a that's what makes uh, college football so great. I mean, and and you know, just the rivalries that you have, the the uh, especially in state uh, where you've got uh, you know fans that are around each other all the time, and they're they're constantly talking about the team they love and and the team they hate. And uh, I just think that's what makes college football one of the greatest sports there is. Is there any doubt that this week's opponent, NC State, is the best uh, school to fit that description that you just gave us? No doubt about it. I mean, they're, they're a, you know, they've got the, a really good football team this year, and uh, I think uh, you know, they've had a you know, heck of a season, and, and it's going to be a battle. I, I can assure you it'll be a battle. What was one UNC Senior Day story that meant something special to you this past weekend in Chapel Hill? You know, I, I would say more than anything, it's just seeing the the you know the seniors' eyes after the game. I mean, because uh, you know every single one of them, even though you're successful and you win and all that, their uh, their eyes are a little. Uh, uh, a little teary. I mean, they're they're you know they're moist. Uh, you can I mean because it means a lot to them. It, they knew it was the last time they would ever step on that field. It was the last time they would ever put a Carolina blue jersey on in their life. And uh, you know, seeing that is bittersweet. It's uh, you know, but it's part of the process. It's part of the growing process. It's part of them becoming men and uh, and leaving. And so it's uh, that's always a bittersweet and and very fun moment. You have told us many times that more is revealed through adversity than is revealed through success. If you had to estimate uh, from your players, your assistants, anybody else around you, how much have you seen on the positive side of that through adversity? Uh, and I imagine you wouldn't tell us the stories, but there had to be some negative that you learned as well. Well, you, you learn something in every situation, but I can tell you that I've learned about one thing about this team. These seniors did a tremendous job of keeping this team positive uh, in this situation this year, and our locker room was always positive, and our guys came to practice every day with great 
great attitudes and a lot of energy. And, and uh, I knew if we just kept doing that and they kept believing and kept doing it, that we would have some success and guys would get better and they would learn from it. And uh, that's what they've done. And I'm, I'm proud of their effort. In the past, you have had as motivation trying to tie the school record for wins, which you did, or going to the ACC title game, which you did. This year, you don't have a bowl dream anymore. You don't have any other obvious uh, goals that you can accomplish at NC State beyond the rivalry part of it. What do you say to these guys, or do you think they're self-motivated given what you've seen through 11 well, I think uh, the biggest thing is, you know, they're going to remember what we do in November, and uh, that that's what's going to happen. And and so this is the, uh, you know, our third game in this month, and, and we want to finish this thing strong, and we want to put these seniors out the right way. Head to head, you are three and two against the Wolfpack, and you happen to be two and zero oh at Carter Finley Stadium on the road. Were those wins all about just big plays and great players, or was there an approach to the rivalry game and the hostile crowd on the road that you took in those two games that might serve you well again on Saturday? Well, I think one thing in the culture of our program is you, we, we, we relish being on the road and being in hostile situations. I mean, you, you gotta, you've got to enjoy that. You know, you can't uh, – that's something that you've got to really, you know, really, really enjoy. And our guys do that. And so, you know, that's one reason we've had success on the road. And I, and I think we will continue to have that success. Last thing for you as we wish you well in Raleigh. Some of these players, of course, are going to close a chapter on Saturday regardless of the result. Your staff still has work to do, but you will not have bowl practices. You will not have uh, the stuff that you've become accustomed to over the last nine years as a head coach. Where do you go from here? What does your schedule look like as uh, this season is not going to end where you originally wanted it to end? Well, we'll get out on the road recruiting uh, right away and, uh, you know, get out there and start battling on the on the recruiting trail. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we're able to do at that time, and that's what we're going to do. Can you tell with your recruiting class whether three and eight is alarming to anybody, or is it mostly business as usual because you get so many early commitments? I think most of these guys understand what's happened uh, to us this season. I think they know what uh, what we've built here and what's going to happen in the future. So I think it's been really positive. Larry Fedora of UNC, thank you as always for your time really all season long here on the David Glenn Show. All right, Dave, have a good one. Right back at you. Happy Thanksgiving to Coach Fedora and his family and team. On Twitter, he's at Coach Fedora. Five head-to-head matchups in this great rivalry since he arrived in Chapel Hill. Three and two in the Tar Heels' favor in those five games. Two and oh in those trips to Carter-Finley Stadium. Actually, Dave Doran has beaten Larry Fedora both times they've gone head-to-head at Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill. So it's an unusual flipping of the usual themes. The visiting team has been winning a lot lately in this rivalry. Obviously, the Wolfpack is favored to upset that trend this Saturday. NC State 7-4 and four going into this matchup. The Tar Heels with that ugly 3-8 and eight record after basically all of their dreams went up in smoke in part because of that NFL exodus in part because of an array of injuries that even opposing coaches say you rarely see in college football a lot of other things contributed but the Tar Heels did squeak out a win at Pitt they did annihilate Western Carolina 65 to 10 this past weekend so they have a little momentum going into the trip to Raleigh 